0: With you again, and you know what? When we were worshiping, and I don't know about you, but if there's ever a time that God is going to speak to my heart, it's going to be right smack in the middle of worship because He says, I come and I inhabit the worship and the praise of my people. And you know, we're here this weekend, and we want to encourage each one of you that you know you're very valuable to God. You know, I saw a a little plaque back there. that says, lay up your treasures in heaven for where your treasures are, there is your heart also. I want to tell you today that if you reverse that scripture, and it's very scriptural, it would say that God lays up his treasures here on earth. And where his treasure is, there is his heart. Think about it. You know, Job said, you know, man doesn't even know how valuable they are. But God says, you are valuable. Every one of you. This room is filled with a lot of individuals who are 50 years old or older. I'm one. Many of us. How many of us here can say we're 50 and older? Look at this. Young people, you have a lot of wisdom in this room that you can draw from. But you know what? If you're 50 or older, you've most likely entered into the second half of your life, right? I mean, unless you get to be blessed to live to be over 100. I met a lady Thursday night, 98 years old, loves the Lord with all her heart. She is about this tall, and she still gets herself up and down stairs to her bedroom. She still cares for herself, feeds herself, 98 years old. You know, God promised long life, didn't he? But he has given us a life, and he's given it to us for a purpose. And that is to glorify him no matter how long we are. Here, one of the songs that we were singing, I would like to invite our worship team to come back up for a moment. Because I believe that as a church, we need to make a declaration here. Because some of you have sung this song over and over and over again, and it really is in your heart that that's where you are today. I'm trading my sorrow. I'm trading my shame. I'm laying it down for the joy of the Lord. Is that where you're at today? Is that where you have been for many years? I believe that today God wants to do something very, very special here. He wants us to make a declaration that is going to get so deep into our heart and into our spirit that you're not ever going to be able to sing this song, and get song again. I think it's a wonderful song. I think the individual who wrote it just he, that was his heart I'm trading. But that is in the present tense and how often can we sing I'm trading? Why don't we start to sing I've traded my sorrows. I've traded my shame I've laid it down for the joy of the Lord when you get that in your spirit it doesn't matter if you're 30 if you're 50 if you're going on 70 like me if you're 98 years old like that lady I met you can say I have traded them when you make that declaration and it is in your spirit then you begin to move out on that declaration Then you begin to say, I am not too old to do what God has called me to do. There is nothing impossible. Amen? Let's stand up together, team. We are going to sing this song, and I'm I'm thankful we're all up here together because they have the voices. Let's sing it together. Let's make this declaration. Hallelujah. gone, yes. Hallelujah. I've traded it. Bless the Lord. And if you haven't made that declaration I'm crazy today, God will honor it. I've traded my shame. I've laid it down. Yeah, I've laid oh, it so down. the Lord.
1: How about you? I've,
2: I've traded my sick, sick. I've traded my my pain, hallelujah! I'm laying it down down for joy of the the Lord. Lord. Let's say yes! We're saying yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, 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 Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord, amen. I'm trading.
0: I've traded my sorrow. Turn to someone and say, I've, I've traded, traded my shame.
2: Hallelujah. i am laid it down for joy of the Lord. I've traded my sickness. I've, I've traded, traded my, pain. I've my pain. Hallelujah. I've, I've laid, laid it down, down for joy of the Lord. Lord. We're saying yes. Lord,
0: yes, Lord
2: yes, yes Lord. Lord. yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lord yes, Lord, 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 yes, Lord, Lord. yes, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, I am pressed. I am pressed, pressed but, but not, not crushed. Pressed. Persecuted, not, not abandoned. abandoned. Struck down, but not these destroyed. Let these words get into your heart Lord. this morning. the curse, for His promise will endure. If His joy going to be my friend. Though the sorrow may last for the night
0: His joy comes
2: in the morning I'm trading my sorrow I'm trading my shame I'm laying it down for joy of the Lord I'm trading my sickness I'm trading my care I'm laying down for joy of the Lord.
0: We're saying yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Amen. We say yes to the Lord. We're saying yes, Lord,
2: yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord,
0: yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord, amen.
2: I'm trading. I'm trading my
0: son I've traded it, Lord. I've traded my shame. I've laid them down. down. With your the Lord. I've
2: traded my sickness. I've traded my shame. pain hands down for joy, for joy of the Lord, for the joy
0: of
2: the Lord, for joy of the Lord, hallelujah,
0: thank you Lord, give him a clap offering, you? thank hallelujah. him, hallelujah, yes, hallelujah, hallelujah, as you're sitting down, turn to someone and say, that's my declaration today, is that your declaration today, hallelujah, praise God. Praise God. Just before Jerry comes, I just want to encourage you with a story. Just a very short little one about a young lady, young lady, she was an elderly lady, Layla Morris. She was blind at the age of 50. Wrote over a thousand songs. And she wrote a song that says, sweeter as the years go by. And yet at 50 she turned blind but she wrote one-third of her hymns after her blindness had set in. And I wrote down three key points here, because I believe that what happens when we get older, you know, many of you already know that I had a heart attack. And I got over the heart attack, God healed me, God restored me, God saved me. If it wasn't for Jesus, I wouldn't be here today. I believe that with all my heart. But because of his presence, I am here today. I am here to be able to make that declaration. But it took a season of of just a few months where it seemed like I couldn't get past this feeling of I can't leave the country again. This fear had set in. And I just felt like maybe it was over for me. But I am making a declaration today. It's not over for me. And it's not over for you because something was birthed in me when I was born again that said, I have got to be out touching lives. My friend Shen has known me from the day I was born again. She was in my first original Bible study held in my house, encouraging me as we had Ruth Hester teaching us the word of God. And I knew that my heart at that time was to get out every day and touch lives. And if we're not touching lives, what are we doing for the kingdom of God? But because that was birthed in me at a young age in, in, my, in, in my walk with the Lord, because I was 37 years old at the time when I was born again, so it wasn't a young age then. But because it was birthed in me, it has stayed with me over all the years, through the sorrows, through the pain, through the shame. I've had so much shame in my past. But I've laid it all down now for the joy of the Lord. You know, if you took that song and you took that song this week and every day you just, even if you just read the words to that whole song, you are making a declaration. I've traded it all. You know, he is everything to me. He is my joy. He is my life. And you get and you build yourself up again to where you say, with God, all things are possible. I can go out and I can do what is impossible. (laughs) Amen. Amen. There is no impossibility. Three thoughts that I had when I was thinking about this, this woman. Number one, greater awareness of God's love and fellowship should be evident in the life of the mature believer. Number two, This is a time when we should have very, very fruitful lives. Our lives should be fruitful for Jesus. Until the day we go home to be with Jesus, our work isn't done. And I said, you know, with the heart attack, I kept telling people, well, I guess God isn't done with me yet. Little did I know that God wasn't finished working in me yet, preparing me for all eternity. So it was kind of both things were working in my heart. Number three we should bring into full blossom the traits we began in our early years. This is why it is so important that the young people are on fire today for Jesus. That they're not growing up in a pathetic church or an apathetic church but they're growing up in a church where it is filled with seniors and with older people that are on fire for Jesus, that they can see the life of those older people. And they say, you know, when I get older, I want to be just like them. And they begin to build and, and and grow as they sit under the teaching of the mature adults. I will tell you, every senior in this room over 50 should be sponsoring or join together. Do something together. Sponsor these young people to go to acquire the fire. And then when they get home, don't let them lose it. Continue to inspire them and encourage them and, and help them to get out there on the mission field like this young man is going to do. We are fully behind you. We must build up the young generation that has the physical strength and the endurance to do what we can help them do. It's, yes, we can pray for them, but we can also provide for them, and we can support them in what they're doing, and we can take them by the hand and take them with us. We want to take a team to Indonesia, and so if you're at all interested in, in going to Indonesia, come with us. And you know what? I just—I had one last scripture. As I know Jerry is coming, I'm sorry I—I I wasn't meaning to take all his preaching time. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> do we have all that? yes yes nobody's in a big hurry are they i mean you know when i get you know just with believers like this it is just such an awesome thing to be able to just come together pray together encourage one another build one another up get each other excited about the things of god this is not a hype service this is a time of when we encourage one another from the oldest to the youngest And I don't know about your life. My life has been filled with a lot of those things we sung about right there. But you know, the word of God says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to the things which are ahead, I press toward the goal. If you're still alive, and I pray you are, you're sitting in this room, you're listening to me. If you're still alive, You should be pressing on. You should be reaching forward, pressed toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, now this is meaning, of course, spiritually, but I'm going to take it into the physical. As many of us as mature have that mind, this mind, and if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal this to you. It's a time of stop regretting. The irreparable. There are things in our past that we cannot repair. We cannot change anything in the past. All we can do is present ourselves to Jesus today and say, I'm surrendering my life to you. Repent from the things of the past. Turn away from the things of the past and walk into the fullness of God because he has so much for you and he has so much for me and he has so much for this church. But you need to get come together, the old and the young, and receive strength one from another, spiritual strength, wisdom, knowledge, understanding, financial support. You know, when the young people go to acquire the fire, they should be going not only with your blessings but with your financial support because you are sowing seed into their life. The other thing, that Eddie, that the Lord just spoke to me when you were up here talking was you were not standing before just a man that you would like to make be a friend. But the man, Jesus, is the one who sticks closer than a brother. You will never have a greater friend. And God is going to use you in a powerful way. You haven't even begun to see the ministry that God is going to use you in. He is going to pour himself into you to where you are so full, you are going to feel like you're going to burst. And God is going to use you money. You must become single-focused because you are, are one that others are going to look up to. They're going to look to you for strength. They're going to look to you for direction. And God says, prepare yourself to be on the front line of ministry and not to settle for anything less because God has a powerful calling on your life. Amen? Amen. Church, it's time that we work together, that we realize that there is not one individual in this congregation that is too old to do something wonderful for Jesus. It's got to be in your heart. If you can settle it in your heart, you're his treasure today and you have his heart, then you can get out there and you can do great things for him. Amen? Amen.
3: Amen. (laughs) Gabriel looked over and said, God, are you aware Wilma's about ready to join us? And, and the Lord, the Lord said, Gabriel, whatever you have to do, do it, because I, heaven is not ready for her yet. And that's just, you know, that's I had that from inside Revelation. <laughs> Glory to God. Are you blessed already? Pastor Jeff just told me after back quarter 11 or 11.30. I didn't know if he meant this morning or tonight. Because <laughs> <laughs> we can be dangerous, you know. <laughs> Where on earth were you last night? <laughs> Some of you, I know. That, look at the guilt going everywhere. <laughs> 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 See, look I, I was honest. I had a good reason. I love it. God is so good. And I sat down this morning and, and uh, we're over there with Victor and Elise over there. You know, what? If you ever need to get away for a while, that's the place to go. Whoa, we've got a room over there with a remote fireplace. Fan over there, remote this, warm floor. Warm, and it is awesome. I got an easy chair on each side of the bed. So she was on one side. I was on the other side. God was speaking to her and to me. And it was awesome. Thank you, my brother. It is just awesome. To, your hospitality is great. And it's always great to be back with you. Yeah, we do have many years together. Seen a lot of changes. And God still rules. Amen. And I've got some good news for you this morning. Right? You don't find that stuff on CNN or NBC or any of other ungodly channels I hope you don't listen to. I hope that you, da- how many have internet ability? What does the rest of you do? by Post office? What? <laughs> I pray that you daily are on the internet and that you are bombarding the White House and all these liberals with your thoughts about what they're doing. Right? And of course, I know you, never find, found, you have never voted for our current president. You wouldn't do that because you're a Christian. All right, I won't mess with that any further, but that. You know, there's always time to repent. So I think you know about what I'm standing right about with this. And at the same time, I I want to say that, that the Lord is preparing us. For just as the mightiest outpouring and the greatest revelation that you've ever experienced in your life. This is not the day of despair. This is not the day of darkness. If you bought into that, sell it. Right? Because you and I are not tied to the economy of a nation. We are tied to the economy of God. And I think in His Word tells me He will feed us with the ravens if He has to. And if he has to, he can rain instead of snow, rain manna from heaven. Amen. And he has the capability of doing that every morning. So your well-being is not tied to Wall Street. If it is, God help you. <laughs> it is as neither is it tied to your 401K or whatever you might have invested your world in. Because even that's falling apart very quickly. And a wonderful government is continually going to invent new ways to get your money to new tax programs. So, if you go there and you park there and you look at that, you are going to be continually live a life of frustration, with hopelessness and fears and anxiety ruling your life. Right? And you always have to do what Vilma was doing this morning: somehow get back to God and trading more of that ugly stock for His peace. You're not supposed to have sorrow. Bless her Lord. Just abundantly. Uh, and I got up this morning and I want to say this. Any I wrote this down before. I said, any place where darkness is, the presence of God has not yet been revealed. Do you notice I said not yet? Right? Now what is our task? All wonderful lights forever dwell together and have wonderful light fellowship together. You're a lighthouse. I love what you do. You penetrate your community, you bring cells. There's no reason on the face of the earth that your cell structure could not double in a year. Unless you set limitations, unless you still have not set your priorities. When you got saved, did you know that you became on the new ownership? Owner. Ship, ownership you know what that means who's in charge not just sunday and then you monday morning you say thank you god now give me back my agenda i have got things to do and i'll see if i could fit you in there for a little while but you know it's going to be a jam-packed week And on Monday and Sunday, we come again and we we make it first in our life. We said, Liar, you didn't do that all week long. Any place where darkness is, truth and light has not yet been revealed. So if there's fear in you, if there's anxiety in you, if there's frustration in you, if there's doubt in you, or anything that represents darkness like that, that is an area of your life where God not has yet had full control over. He knows no fear. Fear is the antidote to fate. Thank you, Jesus. He got it. Some of you are looking like, where would that come from? <laughs> Any area of darkness in your life Truth has not yet been revealed or taken hold. Now you live in an area, we all live, California. Is, how many of us? not the gold state anymore? I don't know what they're going to call it now, but there ain't no gold. I would want it to be copper, but I don't think we can make that one either. How about nickel or whatever we do? Take the golden out. By the way, we just got what we we just reaping what we've been sowing. Principle always works in the Word of God. So you live in an economy, you're living in the part of the world, not that we are exempt from it on the Virginia side, Right? But in a nation, we we're we reaping what we're sowing, right? You live in an economy, you live in a society, you live in a neighborhood, you work in a workplace where they desperately need to hear hope and courage and purpose and vision. And if you are not the one that's going to carry that, who on earth is going to do it? So if you don't settle the issue that you're no longer your own boss, God has desired to rule your life completely, totally, and fully. And when He does, you will know no sickness, you will know no fear, you will never do without, you will live in glory. If He can get you to believe His Word, if God could just get you to act on His Word, that means in your society that you and I live in we become the dispensers of hope and of purpose and of vision and say, no, that's not what my Bible says radical it's about time we became radical determined, committed vocal all the perverted ones are very vocal They don't even know the truth. Any area where still darkness still has dominionship and control over is an area of your life or our community or our nation where God has not yet taken rulership. Very simple. So you, you know, when Vilma set me all up, she just she does this again and again. We are the carriers of His light. That means you determine to look for dark areas. And then you don't shy away from it. You walk into it and your presence brings the reflection of the light of Jesus. And I know the word and where darkness is and when light shows up, I don't have to address the darkness. It flees. good God how many books have you written on how to battle darkness where did we get that the Bible says let your light so shine before men that they will help me see see It's evident on you. They can see it on you. There's nothing hidden about you. You're vocal about it. You manifest it. You display it. And darkness takes a run. So, here's my counsel for you plant a cell group in the darkest area on the mountain. Rent a room in the bar if you must. (laughs) Order Coke. And just dispense light. Why are we hiding? Oh, thank God. I'm home. Yeah, warrior. (laughs) I'm so glad to be home.
2: I'm
3: serious. It's the word of the Lord for you today. Find darkness and infiltrate. But see, none of that is any reality unless you have a new ownership. If God's in charge of your finances, and in charge of your future and everything about you, you don't have a worry in the world. Worry is also an area of darkness. Worry means simply that you are still in charge of that area of your life and God isn't. I don't know what you want to do with that, but I advise to get rid of the worry. It's a whole lot better. You know, my life changed when I radically, radically, devotionally just got rid of all that stuff. I said, God, if I'm going broke, <laughs> you have a problem on your hands. <laughs> Until that day, I'm going to do what you call me to do and I'll do it. Amen. And I do it all over. We penetrate some of the darkest areas you've ever seen. There's no place as dark. We didn't have places like that that's dark in this country. You live in in, in a... In a spoiled world. You ought to see where we travel to. Or Mike where you go. And I was impressed by you this morning brother. Because God's going to give you a whole new territory. And I like to sow into that. Ain't got much but could sow into that. Because he's going to give you a whole new area. More leaders, more shepherds, more territory to take for the kingdom of God what you're doing affects generations you already know that you lay a foundation there you teach him you educate him you train him I couldn't do it he can that's why he's there and I'm here new area new territory are you afraid of darkness? darkness don't bug me I have the light wherever you go, you represent. You are on the new ownership. Wait a minute. I think if I read my Bible, it says that, that the Spirit and the power of Jesus Christ lives where? Amen. We've not yet come to the realization that lives in our children as well. We still teach them, saying, Jesus loves me, this I know. Not, don't get offended. That's not bad. Right, but you ought to teach them the power of Jesus lives in you when you lay hands on the sick they're going to get well and when you begin to prophesy you can prophesy you know how old are you? three, four, five, six prophesy somehow we've been convinced they have the junior Holy Spirit (laughs) and one day when they grow up they're going to become like us I hope not I tried to keep them from that. When we began to do this, the power of God was moving so strong in our children's worship and ministry time that I had to forbid the adults from going to the children's party. All the adults kind of want to sneak out. I just want to stand in the back. No, no, you just want to get the blessings because you're too lazy to get there yourself. I tell the child, you know what you can lay hands on that? Jesus is gonna come in here and they go, Oh, okay, it does. No reservations, no in not timid at all, it just works. If we unleash what God has already put within our children, you would see the glory and power of God in the way that you personally have longed for. So please don't put them in a little room and give them a storybook or a DVD to watch while you're doing your spiritual thing. <coughs> Train them up.
2: Radically,
3: fanatically, full of the presence of power of God. And they will go do it. Yeah. And you get them a little bit. And they don't need much training take them and say, you know what, we're going to Park this morning and see people, we're going to pray for them. They'll go. Us we go, Pastor, I would, but I have a real busy schedule this weekend. And if, but I could, I mean, you know what, I need to do this, this, and this, remember? I need to feed my cows, I just married a child, I remember the and we have all kinds of stuff going on. Child doesn't have that. Hmm, You're the dispenser of light. Find a dark area. Focus in on it until darkness is gone. Then find a new area and do the same thing all over again. What am I telling you? Become mobile in what you do. I was sitting there thinking a moment ago. I said, what would happen instead of bombarding Well, you bombard the White House and bombard the Congress and find all the liberals and send them scriptures and emails and what you think about them on a daily basis. Flood them! Jam the system! It's not going to go away unless we do something. Remember, you are the dispensers of light. You are the ones that are going to dispel darkness. You are the ones that get active with it. That's why you have the email. we are part of that. I do that probably on a daily basis. Send it. You set it up right, you can send it to 25, 30, 50, 100 people all at the same time with one click of the button. Click. No postal stamps? I call that action. That means I believe what I believe in and I'm doing what I'm doing because I believe it. For a long time we believed it but nobody ever would witness. We believed it. Darkness. It's our day. This is our hour. It's not desperation. This is our opportunity to to purposely go to work and dispel darkness. That means you find a neighbor, and if that person is in despair and living in anxiety or lost their jobs, your assignment is you're going to meet with that individual, encourage them, send them the scriptures on hope and, and vision. You know them all. Most of us are scholars. If you don't know, go see Mike or Pastor Jeff. Or, so I need some help and find some scripture on vision and hope. And just dispense them. Just want to share with you what the Word of God says about this. And then assign yourself to a family like that. You know what? I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to stand with you. I'm going to pray for you on a daily basis. I'm going to check up on you as often as I can until God moves on your behalf because my God will move when I pray. Well, that's kind of risky. You know, what, what, what if? Or the other one, yeah, but. Sound like I'm telling you to become militant and active. You got it. Absolutely. Right? God never meant for you to be the expert. He just wants you to obey. He says, be like the child. Obey. Go and do. I'll tell you in the morning. I'm your new owner. Report for duty to me in the morning and say, Lord, what is it that you want me to do today? I did that for a while while I was in business. Just in case you're business and you say, well, that's easy talking. I can't go to work. That don't work. Oh, yeah, it does work. I had three crews running and I was with one. I say to the Lord in the morning, "God, what do I do today first? And he'd speak. Isn't that a revelation? <laughs> it's a new thing for many believers. God spoke to me. <gasps> I'll write a book. Listen, he wants to speak to you every morning. He wants to speak to you more desperately than you want to listen. Gee, I I know already you knew that in theory. Yeah, but there's a big difference between theory and practice. Correct? So I go to God and say, God, this morning... I have plans to go do this. I want to go there first, and then I'm like, what is your plan? And the Lord said, no, don't go there first. I want you to go here first because there's somebody there that I want you to talk to. So I'd say to the crew, we're not going there today. We're going to go here first. How come? I said, because God said I was supposed to go there first, so just watch what happens. I'd go over there, and sure enough, I came to, I, one thing comes to my mind one day, this guys are dentists. You know, I don't know if you have any dentists in here, but... Had the highest rate of suicide in the land. It is back then. It was the guy's absolutely totally discouraged, and, and and so he could. I pull in, and he says, "Hi, Jerry. You're not supposed to be here today." I said, "I know that, but I am supposed to be here today." And the Lord spoke to me right that same instant. No revelation. There's no big neo signs going on out there. This is how it works for me. I felt in my heart his discouragement. And so I said to him, I said, I don't know where you're discouraged about. But I came to encourage you today. And if you let me, I can pray with you. Right here in the driveway, I got four or five workers standing around me. I say I'm going to do this right now. I did. And the power of God came in vision Not just him, but the guys behind me. See, we have many nominal Christians that have never seen Christianity work. They hear about it in theory. Right? They know the three spiritual laws. They all know... I mean, there's there's hardly a sinner in North America that has never heard their sinner's prayer. They've all heard it. You know what holds them back? They want to see the kingdom of God through you. It wasn't long. I I didn't have to convince my workers to get saved. They were asking, could they come to church with me? Well, I I think if you buy me lunch, I I could take you to church. That sounds like a good idea. (laughs) Uh, Isaiah, arise and and shine for the glory of the Lord has risen upon who? You are the carriers of His glory. You're the carriers of His revelation. Every day of the week, seven days a week, 24-7. If I can just pour that into you and you could make that a living realization. you will never do it out. You wouldn't know despair. You wouldn't know sorrow. You wouldn't have none other pain. Why? Because you're so plugged into His purpose, so plugged into the living God, you already know what is coming. Does that sound practical? Does it sound like that might work? If you just dare to begin to do it <laughs> I did the bike thing in Dallas last Sunday Richard van Winkle a good Dutch friend of mine you know And I said by practice you become perfect by practice I learned to ride the bike he said my sister had a bike that had little training wheels on have you ever seen that as a father, you bolt them on the side the axle over there and you the two training wheels and she had the little bike with training wheels are on She rode the training wheel bike for years. I just never did. I never even had training wheels. My dad took me to the city to buy the bike and he said, son, there's the bike. Now get on it, we're going home. No instructions. Just get on it. I was too small to go over that bar that's in the middle of a men's bike my legs couldn't reach the pedals so i had to put my leg through that bar and pedal this way i did it and boy did i feel good i had an adult bike and i was riding the dude my sister is on the training wheels She goes down the driveway. The bike is leaning this way. She's still biking. Next time she's leaning, she's still biking. And I got a picture in my mind. And I saw much of the church riding around with training wheels on it. Are you blessed? Yeah, I am blessed. Are you blessed? Oh, I am so blessed. Are you having fun? Oh, this is so fun. No, it's not. You know it's not you know what because you are not living a normal christian life oh what's the normal christian life any ideas oh somebody said something bigger what is it you have any idea to live your life just like jesus Or as close as you can get to it. That's the simplest way to put it. Okay. So if I go to the Bible, which you all have, and I'm talking Bible to you. Do you need more scriptures? I can help you. But I would rather keep talking to you. Is that okay? We know the Bible and Jesus went about doing good. Right? healing all who were oppressed by the devil. He laid hands on them and they healed. He went everywhere he went, in a very religious community, and they were out to kill him, and they were following him every day long, trying to find fault with him to get rid of this man. He is walking in kingdom glory. He's doing what the Father says you do. He says, whatever I see the Father do, that is what I do, and that's what you're supposed to be doing. It's natural for you... To live as close to the supernatural as you can. Yeah, I told you, radically fanatic. You were born for that, hello? There's whole churches, whole communities full of mediocre Christianity. Enough to stay out of hell, maybe enough to go to heaven, not quite sure but never found victory in all of their born days. They live their lives, I'm trading my sorrows. Pastor Jeff, you have no idea what I've gone through this week. Really? I never heard Jesus say that. Did you? Oh, Father. Once, what do you say? If it's, If it's possible. But he's tracked and chased every day by people that have one single goal in mind, and it's not to bless him, it's to kill him. He was so in relationship with the Father. Listen, I said last night that when he saw a need, he didn't see the need, he saw already the answer to that need. He didn't see no sick people. He saw only well. He saw you. He saw what you needed. And he already saw what the Father was going to do. And he just did it. It's awesome. It is in the DNA, the supernatural is in the DNA of a Christian. that are agreeing here the rest of you are saying oh my goodness you see what you've been doing without it's no wonder you can't find joy artificial joy is most disgusting don't you think I did a message in that years ago and it's called artificial geraniums I don't like anything that's artificial oh there's none here oh good Listen, that sweet lady get mad at me because I offended her artificial flowers. Can, can you tell an artificial from the real? Can you? At least in geraniums I can't. But there's some of them look darn close these days. Right? Silk plants. you go. If you don't look closer, you can't tell. I can always tell. No, you lost the world out there that doesn't know Jesus, that lives in darkness, in hell, they live in that dark area that you're going to infiltrate now. But they that live there can spot a phony a mile away. And they are so tired of our our language. All they're waiting is for Acts 3, John and Peter. Silver and gold have I not, But what I have, I'm giving it to you, rise. It's in Acts 3. That was Peter, foot in the mouth, remember? The one who said, I've never seen you, I've never been with Jesus. That's not not me. I am so glad that that story is in the Bible because God shows you, He will forgive, He will restore, He will use you, empower you by the Holy Spirit, if you let Him. <laughs> I had this thing going on in my mind this morning about people that had come and they're in recovery. I trained the AA people when they got around me. You're not recovering. You're born into a new life. Jesus don't even know the old anymore. He can't recognize the old anymore. You're not living in the old. You're living in the new. So don't focus on the old. Focus on the new. Because my Bible says you can do all things to Christ who strengthens you. It said the hope and the glory of Christ lives now in you. You are not recovering. You're being retooled. Retrained, now go do the work of God. Well surely hurt that word one year. Married seven times, been abused, beaten up, had no self-image at all, came into the kingdom of God, Jos Don't be offended at me, but the AA, please. Joined them, came into a Bible study. I told them what I just told you. She took it. And ran with it. She brought in 30, 40, 50 of her peers out of that environment into the living presence of God. And every Monday morning, every Monday night when we did our our celebration service and we trained new believers, I mean, the power of God would be so strong in the room, I mean, half of the people would be laying out in the room. And God, by the Holy Spirit, was dealing with them. I didn't even mess with them. I just left them. I just stepped around and walked over and said, God's doing the work over there. Don't focus there. Focus on Him. Do you have any inkling how fast God can transform you? It don't take Him months. His resurrection life can change you almost instantly but very, very, very quickly. Once you get hold on the Word of God... You lock on the promises of God. You don't look back, but you keep focusing on that you are a new being in Christ Jesus. You will not buy into the old life. You will not buy into darkness. You will not buy anything with the promises of God. It's years later. I like my jacket. My wife likes my jacket even better. But years later i'm in orange county i'm in a meeting and the prophetic is flowing and all of a sudden my ears tuned and i recognized the voice and i heard a very clear prophetic message to little shirley the one that i met years ago having been married seven times no self dirty blue jeans no makeup no hair in order had no thought of anything good in her life at all was just surviving from meeting to meeting somebody Give her another injection, and she was transformed by the power of God. I'm telling you, God came to transform you. Not to redo the old man. He said, I'm going to give you something brand new, and it's my presence, my power, my anointing. I'm going to put it in you. Oh, okay, now let's go where I really want it to go. <laughs> I'd be worried, huh? Didn't I? You know what? No, I'm kidding. You go to God and ask God. I said, God, I want an appetite for the supernatural. Lord, make me hunger. You were saying early, hungry I come to you for your what? What does he want to give you? More of the old. Uh-huh. Excuse me, what does he want to give you? <laughs> himself. In all of his beauty, and all of his power and all of his presence, he wants to give himself to you. And you go to God and say, God, I am so hungry for the supernatural in my life. I am so hungry for the supernatural to flow through me, to work in my life. I'm so set that others will see you in me. Do whatever you have to do in me. I want to go there. Watch it. If you go there, you're going to be a ruin forever. (laughs) The normal Christian is going to think you're weird. I'm so glad that's what they think about me. I grew up in normal. It was so dead. They didn't even know they're dead. Nobody ever informed them. So they killed Jesus. They couldn't stand him. He would not conform to their doctrinal standards and their practices. He went out in the field and just ministered to them and healed and delivered and set them free by the, I don't know how many. And they came and followed them everywhere. They did without food. They did without convenience because they were hungry for the reality. You live in a community, in a neighborhood, in a job site where people are hungry for what's real. Just cut through that facade and give them the glory of God. Don't give them your opinion. Give them the word of God. Become a doer of the Word. You know, get the three by five. Get little business cards. Whatever you do, write on that scripture. that have to do with hope, with purpose, with God's provision, with God's blessing, with God's wanting to do the promises of God. Write them now. Give them away. Become a doer of the Word. You know any godly men on Capitol Hill? And there are there. Are bombard him with your prayers, bombard him with your emails, send a message saying, I'm with you, I'm standing behind you, we are praying. Worst that you could do is say, oh my God, this is just such a bad time. It's nigger. We just need to get a new governor. He's just so bad. It must be Pelosi. you're a part of the problem then, not the solution. Shall we not go there or what? Okay. Oh. You're born for the normal. You were born for the normal. But we traded the normal for the abnormal. and We bought into it, hook, line, and sinker. And he said, you know, don't, don't talk like that. At your, at your work, you could lose your job. <laughs> in God's economy, you couldn't, they couldn't fight if they wanted to. Unless God said so. And when he does, that means he's got something else. in. Oh, well, you don't know this economy. I don't want to lose my job. Oh, really? Who's in charge of that? You? You think you could get the next breath without God? Do you think you could go up in the morning... And have a new day because of who you are. Because of your own strength and your own ability. You think that? Change your thinking. Listen, without God you couldn't get out of the seat you're sitting on. Without God you wouldn't have the next breath. Without God you wouldn't have a new day. Without God you have no job. You have no future. He is your future. He is your God. Everything about you, everything that you are, is His. And the more that you declare it, the more that you live there, the more that you will know the fullness of Him who loves you. I'm going to give you the statement because I gave it last night and it just ministered to me. I know many people that have a saved soul but a lost life. Now, I'm so grateful for your leadership. I'm so glad for your pastors that have, have gotten you out into that community and plant cell group. But I am telling you go double it. Find a dark area and move into it. Move as close as you possibly get in there and just be the light. I look for the day. I look for the day that you said to spread out the feet, the hungry, and God keeps multiplying the food. It's happened, you know, in California. It happened. It's already happening. I long for a day that when you see an impossible, something in you leaps with faith. Because you know that the God that makes everything possible lives in you. Wow. Okay. it's so good I'm so excited about you I'm so excited about the day that we live in I mean there's generations that have died without the opportunity that you and I have they could only dream about it and God presents he made you live in this season in this part of the country for this hour and for this time to shine brightly yeah yeah where did that come from? Yeah. Right? So when they say, but are you smiling about it? I, say, I have some inside information. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell you what, if you, if you, you just have, buy me a cup of coffee, I'll tell you my inside revelation. <laughs> just lead them on. They'll buy you coffee. They'll buy you don't they buy because they want to know what makes you tick. You're weird. You smile. You're happy. And then lay it on him. You were born for this day and for this hour to present the kingdom in the darkest area that you could possibly find. Go do it. Go do it. Go out and look for the opportunity. Say, God, and do that. I tell people to do that. In the morning, present yourself to him present myself to you you're my executive commander what would you want me to do today can I give you one more thing I know you got I made a very simple prayer years ago and I said Jesus I want to see what you see I want to feel what you feel and I want to do what you do and I just kept praying it. And up along the line, I know where exactly, but all of a sudden, I began to see people through new eyes. I didn't saw the trouble. I saw the potential. I didn't see what was wrong. I just saw what Jesus wanted to do with him. That's where he wants you to go. You know what? That's the only place you're going to find happiness. You can buy all the books on the joy. You can buy all the latest tapes. You can do all that stuff. But until you live in the realm that I talked to you about, you will never know full joy. When you live there, you can lay your head down on your pillow and say, God, thank you. <laughs> what a glorious day. I'm looking forward to tomorrow. When you take your job, you say, <laughs> oh, this is good. God, what are you going to do? What are you going to do about this? I'm just going to watch. Tell me. Show me. What, what am I to do next? That's you. So I'm telling you, go out and find somebody that's desperate. You don't have to go very far, right? Stand out. Yeah. If you totally can't find anyone, go to, what have you, Walmart? Stand by the lawyer's office, the doctor's office. Just hang out there. See, you know what? I just want to bless and encourage you. And just go do it. Just go do it. I know what's going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. You're going to come in and next just bouncing. Because it works. It works. You come Saturday. You come Sunday. Anytime there's a gathering in church, your, you're there. Well. Oh, 11.28 on the digital clock. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you are him. I'm working. Oh, good. So there you are. I presented. I think we did, but the Lord has intended for you this morning. I know I did. I know. See that. So I want to ask you. Is there any area of darkness in you that you just need to invite the presence of God to come into? Is there anxiety? Is there fears? Is there frustration? Fear of health, fear of well-being, fear of future, whatever that may be. Any area of darkness. Darkness is the opposite of the light. You know that, right? The light brings peace, glory, love, steadfastness, soundness, all the other stuff. If there's any area of darkness in you, that you just simply need to acknowledge. She did this morning. Did you notice that? Come on. How many of you caught that? Yes. If that's what you need to do this morning. Then do it. Don't leave here. With an area of darkness. That you have not openly spoken up about. Before God. And say God I want to get rid of that. And then feed that area of your life. The antidote of that. If it's fear. go to live by faith. Right. If it's despair. Anxiety look up the Word of God, get the Word of God the minister to do that. Just you and who? Yeah, He lives in you. He, he wants to do this. Can we do that? Yeah. I told that it was a void in that corner last night. Father, we thank you for your word to us today, Lord. A little bit more than that, we thank you for who you are, Lord. You are never late. You're always right on time. There is no secrets with you. You know all about us. The word says you know us in our coming. You know us in our going. You know us in our laying down and our standing up. You know us. No one knows us better than you are, and yet you love us unconditionally, completely wholly. And Lord, I, I say, and I ask you today, Lord God, that you would come and you will move through these brothers and sisters. You move in their lives and in their heart. And Father, any area of the life that darkness still have dominionship, where Satan has found his way in and lying to them. Father, this day that you will give them open recognition of that. And they would proclaim your lordship over that area. There you go. You proclaim your lordship over that area that you will no longer be subject to that. And the only one you're subject to is the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of the living God who lives in you, who's your supplier and who meets you every need. And he says he will never, ever leave you or forsake you and you will never, ever do without. That's his promise to you. So if there's areas in your life this morning that you simply need to surrender and let the light of God shine in, I want you to stand with me. You are the ones first that we want to speak to, and the Lord will come and minister. Thank you, my sister. You want to get rid of that. You don't want to live in fear. You don't want to live in anxiety. You want to live with anything else but the promise and the power of God. Thank you, Lord God. But we're not trading that in. We're getting rid of that today. We eliminate that in our life today. We say in our lives there will be no fear. There will be no anxiety, there will be no frustration, no more darkness. We invite your light, the revelation light of God, to come into these areas of your life. Invite them to do that. Invite them to come in by the Holy Spirit. Invite them to come in. Say, invade that area of my life. Invade that area of my life. And fill it with your presence. Dispel the darkness. Dispel the fear. Dispel the insecurity. Say, insecurity, you must go. Fear, you must go. Anxiety, your future must go. Then invite the presence of God to come and pray and fill
2: that life in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So, now you who carry
3: physical ailment in your body, I want you to come and stand here with me. Do the physical healing, you want you to come. Thank you. I for you. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we your people. Make room for you. Come on up. come closer to me. okay. I'm
2: going to tell you, and you already noticed
3: this is not about me, it's not what I can do. It, I, it is only what Jesus has already accomplished for you on the cross of Calvary. He already paid the price. He already paid it in full for your sins and for your sickness, for your diseases. It is paid for. We simply declare to Him this morning Lord Jesus, you have paid the price for me, for my sin, for my sickness. I come to you today for a complete restoration, body, soul, and spirit. And I receive what you have already died for. And I receive it into my body in the name of the Lord. No more sickness. No more disease. No more in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. Receive from the presence and the anointing of God. In the name of Jesus. You will sing a new song, you will do pictures. Speak that to be effective in the lives of these you believers in the name of the Lord. Ignite faith in the heart. Ignite the promise of the word of God in the heart. In the, name of the
2: in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. You are worthy to receive. You are worthy to receive all
3: the benefits that heaven has for you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lay your hands on that part of the body where You need the resurrection power of God to come. Or touch a neighbor around you. Touch a neighbor around you. Even no better yet, touch somebody next to you. All right. Pray it over there. Pray over in there. Health, healing, wholeness, deliverance. In the name of the Lord. That's what you make for. That's what you are called to do. Father, we hope the promise of your word to speak the power of your blood to work mightily in their lives. In the mighty name of Jesus. Settle for nothing less but your very, very best. In the
2: name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. So you will see new things and you will do new things. By the presence and in the power of his revelation. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. Glory be
3: to God. The peace in the presence of the Lama Restore. Restore i you Walking,
2: walking, walking. The name the, 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 the Lord. The Worship the Lord. name of the Lord. The name of the Lord.
1: know that's what you're doing, and we'll make sure that they get that. You know, they didn't come on a fundraising tour this journey. They came to be a part of us. They'll be blessed and blessed, and we're grateful for their ministry. Uh, we look forward to them, their, their journey back in the fall to Indonesia. Perhaps they'll allow us to come alongside of them for that, but they'll always keep us in touch and what they're doing. And if you'd like to bless them today, feel free to do that, and uh, just put it right in the offering receptacle on the wall. We say we give the Lord a hand today for this awesome time. Today. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You know, I find it interesting on the days that there are problems. You know, we had a difficulty with Kid Zone. We had a mix up on Club 68. We were gone way long in our time. And, you know, the lunch you got in your crock pot is burning. You know, and you have to say,
2: oh, well.